Jason. So, Emily. You seem... That's so, Emily. It's a podcast I can make. That's so, Emily. Sorry. I think that's great. Thank you. Um, you seem friendlier. You seem folksier. You seem tanner. That's right, I do. I'm a, a bronzed beauty. I'm a yeah. golden, golden uh, goddess. It looks like you're actually wearing your white t-shirt. I see it. (laughs) It's not fair. I, I, um, as, as both of our loyal listeners will attest, uh, was not, (laughs) was not given, was not blessed with, uh, the greatest of genes when it comes to tanning. Um, I, I skip that. I go straight to burning. Um, part of the problem is, uh, uh, is that the sun hits my skin and reflects off Mm -hmm. so i get all the like uva uvb uvc all the bad ones but then all the good stuff just bounces right off right away but um i did pretty good this weekend it was uh i went to the newport folk festival with Teresa in newport rhode island great time but we did a really good job at applying sunscreen you just you know apply and reapply good Um, job you learned I, from me from two weeks ago when I did not apply, and now I'm still dying. I, I, it's a mixed bag, because on the one hand, you know, cool, I don't have a sunburn. On the other hand, um, nobody looks at me and thinks I went outside. Um, and that's a problem for me. I, that's, I like the sunburn because it proves to people that I had a life. Yeah. You know, that I did mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was it was it was a, a good old time, good old time. That's awesome. Um, Newport, Rhode Island, uh, has horrible food. What? The, okay, well let's talk about it. What would they even be really known for? Uh, lobster, a lot lobster? of lobster. Oh, but, okay. But they don't. They, but everything and clams. They do a lot of clams, but it's all fried. All they do is fried food. Um. Gross, and then it all just tastes the same. Yeah. Is it like is it like good fried food? It was decent. We got a. We went to. We were a little bit out of Newport proper, um, but like Google Maps just like didn't have any good suggestions. I was like, let's go out for a nice dinner, and it was yeah. like the, no options. We went to Flo's Clam Shack. No. Um, <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, uh, it was it's like it's like a. Uh, landmark kind of place you know like it was featured on food network probably guy fieri shouting at you about their clams if Um, you like good clams you gotta come down to rhode island this place is frying up the best clams and they're doing (laughs) it all in a pizza oven (laughs) this sauce is amazing what is in that whoa um that was that's that was exactly right though um but it was like kind of, kind of that kind of like you know New England charm, which is a word for like everything smells like rotten eggs and is kind of moldy. Um, okay. So it had it had that um, New England charm is also a uh, a euphemism for white people. Um, okay. It's just just white people as far as the eye can see. I 
I think of that region of the United States similar to, like, Nordic countries. Sure. Like, sure. I just feel like they have, like, a bridge, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, similar, similar, you know, lifestyles. It's the kind of thing where, like, you see a person of color, and you almost want to go up to them and be like, are you okay? Uh, yeah. do you Do you need help finding your way out of this horrible place? Um, you know, the beach is nice. It smells bad, but it's a nice beach. Yeah. Um... It's a weird, it's a weird, weird place. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to Cape Cod, which is like the 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 Rhode Island of um, Rhode Island, if that well, makes I, sense. I think it's, you're going down the Cape. That's right. That's right. Did you I know actually, that? Did you I know that organically? Did you Did you really I've, know that? I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. You go down the. You, um. You either go, go down d- the Cape or you go down Cape. Hold on. Let me bring in the resident expert. Is, the you go down the Cape, but can't you also uh, say like, oh, that's down Cape from here? Oh, sorry. No, all right. The no. is important, and it's okay. The no, no. is, but that way, especially I guess now that I think about it, like if you said down cape or down a cape, like which cape are which we talking cape? about? You know what I mean? The cape is cod. The only other cape I can even think of is Cape Canaveral, which is really the cape I want to go to. All right. Well, maybe one day. Hmm. That's true. So that's cool. So you. So that was my weekend. Yeah. That's and, lovely. Uh, and you. Uh, you seem to have uh, had a pretty good weekend um, in terms of shopping, in terms of picking up new toys. Okay, well, I didn't... Okay, so it was my birthday before you guilt me. Yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was your birthday, whatever. <laughs> I, I watched was... Minimalism, and I rejected it completely, and then I was like, I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars today. Um... No, I I had my birthday and my best friend gave me her gifts and I cashed in quite nicely. I have a shoebox of an apartment and I don't know where to put anything. And I'm okay with it. It's and I'm good. In it. It's it's good. I think it's a good thing yeah. to have to have to have. No, I was in actually this week and I was in Wisconsin for a bit helping uh my best friend's little sister move in and i was in the middle of nowhere wisconsin that sounds terrifying um i mean but it was so friendly like we took um her dog on a walk and like the people don't just say hi like because i think saying hi is very friendly when you're walking Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. these people were literally like hi how are you what are you up to today like so so friendly like it was just really cute, cute little college town. It's one of those places where it's like desolate, but you feel like everything's okay. And okay, safe. sure, you sure. Know what I mean, sure. It's desolate, but like if you got a flat tire, someone would would come the around. The person you around. would pull over would actually be wanting to help you and not like kill you. Not an axe murderer. Um, so that was very cool. But yeah, it just felt very, very safe and rural. Hmm, that's funny that that there is those two kinds of rural, right? There's like. There's, like, safe rural, and there's, like, um, terrifying rural. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I work um, with a bunch of people who work on American Pickers, the show on History right. Channel, uh, and they recently had their vehicle get a flat tire in LaBarge, Wyoming, mm-hmm. um, which you probably know uh, from the time I said it five seconds ago, because there's no other reason to have heard of LaBarge. Yeah. Um, the nearest Walmart is 90 miles away from LaBarge, Wyoming. Oh, my God. Right. Would die. 
Right. Well, so they got, they got a flat tire, and, like, the nearest gas station was, like, 25 miles away. Like, sure. they were just kind of done there. I honestly don't know how they solved the problem. I assume they just kind of, like, blew on it and put some duct tape over it, because otherwise, like, I don't know how they were going to get out. But that's, yeah. that is scary rural. Yeah. But they all feel like, like, nothing will happen here. Sorry, the Cubs are playing, and now I hear them. Do they do well, you think, or do they do bad? It's some kind of excitement. I don't care. Probably it just It's just, I wanted to acknowledge it if it picked up. That's fun, though, that you can you can hear the Cubs. That means that you're not in Scary Row. But you're right. There's always, there's a sense, like, nothing will happen here. But at the same time, there's a sense, like, oh, hey, my neighbors are, like, uber racist. Like, invariably. Yeah. No, I can, I can think of several places where that's true. The biggest one coming to mind is uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, you know, I ha- it hadn't crossed my mind that Oklahoma City might be one of these things. But it is it is the kind of thing where it's like it's a quote-unquote city, but like uh, you go a little bit outside of it, and you are definitely in, uh, in racistville. Yeah. That's how it is in Chicago, right? It's like urban center and then super racist. I don't know... <laughs> I don't know why I would say super racist, but it does get, it does get, it's super white and different. All right, so yeah, a little racist. A little racist. But I live here now, so I don't want to, I don't want to shit on this good state too, too much. But like, it went, Illinois is next to, um, like Indiana, right? I, uh, I think so. Okay, I think so too. And I think (laughs) that like probably rural Indiana is like. Yeah. Probably scary, racistville. Probably. This week we watched a documentary um, about the Oklahoma City bombing. Took place on April nineteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Emily, you were four. What do you remember about the Oklahoma City bombing? God, I remember feeling confused. Mm. Uh, I remember thinking, "Why? How could this happen?" I remember thinking, like, you know, I went to daycare, they have a daycare. Right, right. You know, I felt like I, re- I, I don't remember this at all. Um, <laughs> I got, God, wait, were you born? Yes, I was one. I remember, I, rem- <laughs> I remember thinking that the big boy potty was just way off in the distance and I was never, <laughs> never going to reach there. Wait, so um, what, what did you, what did we just say? 94? It was 95. 95, yeah. Damn, I was. Four. I was. I was uh, one. Just just turned one. So ha- still living in the moment of the smashing of the cake. Sure. Um, still reveling in that. But we were in we were in uh, Dalton, Georgia. So uh, Northwest Georgia. We oh. were in the we were in racist country. I forget you live in Georgia. I do too. Um, <laughs> but every but every once in a while, someone learns it for the first time, and it's an exciting moment for them. They assume I'm lying, which is fair because I, I'm me. But um, yeah. no, it really happened. It's uh, funny. It's funny though. I would say that you don't have any memories of this, and I don't have any memories of this. But it also feels like it is not as big of a cultural landmark as it should be. Do you agree? I do agree. I think, and I think I said this last week that I thought this was related to Waco, Texas, which it is. It is. And. Granted, I definitely sought out the info on Waco, Texas, because I went through a small obsession a couple years ago. Sure. But that I've heard of. This right. I had not really heard of as much, and this came after. 
Um, I have I have some theories. So yeah, but we don't. Have, I don't want. I, we don't have to get into it right away. But like, I think that in weird in a lot of ways, Oklahoma City doesn't fit the narrative we want for terrorism, and so we kind of don't look at it as terrorism. And then nine eleven happens, which does fit our narrative so nicely, and we're like, yeah, that's that, and it's obviously bigger. Um, 9-11 just in terms of like deaths and in terms of like fear but like that's our narrative and like we hold on to it yeah no I agree with that and I mean I guess we should maybe describe what what these things are a little bit but I think the other thing about the Waco narrative is that though we lost we ultimately won and in Oklahoma City bombing we don't win the we being like the we so, being the public society right. like that right. the the control is not in our hands there's nothing to really be done after the fact right um but do you want to explain a little like what it, what well, we so, watched so we watched this movie oklahoma city which uh kind of goes uh it, you know briefly it shows you we're going to get to the bombing but it kind of goes back a couple of years and shows the uh the the trends in society that led to Timothy McVeigh um, uh, exploding a truck in Oklahoma City, killing 168 people in the federal building in Oklahoma. Um, and it's a very, like, deliberate look at, you know, white supremacy in the late 80s, early 90s. Fair? Yeah. Definitely, um, but in a lot of ways, it's it's like a documentary about Waco and about Ruby Ridge more than it is about the bombing. Yeah, I agree. It definitely kind of shows you what led to the bombing because I don't know that there was. I mean, the bombing happened. There's kind of not they, much to talk about. Yeah, it happened. It was horrible. They caught this dude because he's an idiot. It baffles my mind how stupid criminals are like mm-hmm. you created a bomb and then didn't he slip up and use his real name like he at a hotel like Although, jesus it's weird because like he would have turned himself in anyway right like he wanted the credit i guess yeah like he was he wanted to he felt like he did a really good thing right tim tim mcveigh at at the age of 24 really yeah that i didn't realize I think he was 24 when he did this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a kid who who was in the military, I think Army. Um, it's all the same to me, honestly, which is bad, I know, but... Yeah. Well, the running thread through all of these attacks in this racist group is this thing called the Turner Diaries, right? Right. And the Turner Diaries, which I low-key, like, want to read, but, like, I feel like people would judge me. And, like, I get it. <laughs> it's like the racist Bible... But I'm curious, like, what what does it say? It's I'm also fine. interested in it because it is fictional, right? So it's this book about totally. this fictional guy, I think named Turner. Yeah. Um, who, um, like, pl- a bl- plans to blow up a building that has, I think, federal employees in it. I think that's the whole idea. I want to say it's like the Pentagon almost, or like but equivalent. It's, but it's fictional. Yeah. Fictional entirely. It's not like a how-to guide, but then all these people read it like a like it is a how-to guide, and I think that's so weird. It's like the equivalent of reading like a fucking comic book and then being like, "Yeah, this is a great idea. I'm gonna go blow up a fucking building." Yeah, and, but I, and the, I, I want to read it too. You're right. 
No, I definitely, like, I, like, Googled it at work, and I was like, maybe this isn't a good thing to, like, Google at work. Like, well, our, we can, for our, for our next podcast, we'll do, like, Racist Book Club, and every week I'll bring in a racist book, and then you'll bring in a racist book. And then and we we'll, don't have to feel so weird about it. Right, if, you, if there's We're a podcast. We're a safe place. Yeah. Right, it's a safe space. That's right. But yeah, so he reads the Turner Diaries, which basically teaches him how to make a bomb. Um, yeah. It also like, yeah. gets him gets him paranoid about the government. Right. That's like a huge cornerstone of all of these these racist groups and how they ended up attacking people is that like they were convinced that the government was against them and that the government wanted to take their guns away. Like straight up. So then they hoarded guns uh, in like desolate places and then the government seeks them out for having a shit ton of guns. Well, and what I think is what is important to realize is like basically every time you hear someone say like the government is after my guns or the government is after like my my Christianity and my guns, they are parroting and and uh, picking up this rhetoric from yes. the ultra racist white supremacists, right? That the whole idea Absolutely. is not just that the government is stealing their stuff, is that the Jewish Zionist government is stealing their stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if people, you know, in 2017 maybe don't understand the roots of what they're saying, like the roots of the government's coming to take my guns thing is entirely racist. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, you kind of you kind of see it in Welcome to Leith, which is mm-hmm. I think really interesting in this because that is literally like they talk about that small desolate areas are where these groups form because no one's really going to bother them and they can kind of just like do their shit. And so it's like, yeah, like those people look to take over to take over their local government. Right. Be in control. And I mean, they fucking what was it? Carry and walk and carry. You oh, open carry, it. open carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around their land. And, like, it's the same narrative as all of these other groups. Right. Attacks. Well, and I guess I don't want to jump into criticisms. I do, I guess. Like, do it. This documentary felt like a, um, a backwards look at racism, almost like a look at this crazy thing that used to happen. Um, it felt to me kind of dismissive of the white supremacy that still exists and that like continued after the bombing it was almost like all this white supremacy happened and led to the bombing yeah well and i also think it extends into domestic terrorism because we have this huge mindset that like oh foreigners are gonna like blah 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 like oh muslims this and like black people that and it's like these were like white as fuck people. <laughs> right, that's like their biggest. <laughs> like, that's that is their, their biggest uh, distinguishing factor. Yeah, is there about it? And and so I think it just goes to show you, like this was until nine eleven. I think one of the most destructive cases of terrorism in the U.S. I think it's still the, the highest domestic, quote unquote domestic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. And so God, the number of times, deal. the number of times in different ways. They say in this documentary, both, like, historically, like, in news clips, but also, like, now, um, in, like, interviews, the times people say things like, you know, you don't expect to see one of your own, or, like, you didn't, I just didn't expect it to be a, essentially, I didn't expect it to be a white guy. And right. it's like, you know, you fucking idiots. Like, yeah. how many examples of violent white supremacy do you need before it's like, oh, maybe a white guy could have done this? Right. No, exactly, because even in... 
um, them looking for whoever did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first thing that they put out to the public was we think this is a Middle Eastern person. Oh yeah, it's got the, all the characteristics of a Middle Eastern terrorist attack. Like what the fuck yeah. does that mean? Yeah, no, it was um, it was ridiculous. So so going into this though, like wh- how, did you did you know about Waco or Ruby Ridge or any of that? Like no, uh, I had heard both of the terms. Okay, um, I knew that Waco was a FBI raid. But I didn't. I didn't kind of. I didn't know all of it. Uh, okay. Do you, want, do you want to give like a thirty-second Waco pitch? Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a minute since I was like hard into it. But basically, this this guy David Koresh was uh, the the spiritual prophet and leader of this group called the Branch Davidians, and they created this compound of like c- hundreds of people. Um, for like years and years and years in Waco, Texas. But then the thing was is that they were acquiring over time like some really intense guns and rifles and stuff that was like illegal. And so, um, yeah, they were raided. And rather than giving up, this raid turned into a firefight. Um, And ATF members were killed and and injured. And members of his uh, group were also killed. Um... And then there was this huge standoff for, like, I want to say, like, 30 days. It was, it was at least 40, because in the news clip they yeah. said 40. Um, and this is actually a huge case that changed how the FBI deals with this kind of stuff, because it was they, What, they stopped obscene. being fucking idiots? Yeah, because, like, basically it's like, dude, we've waited for, like... Because, I mean, there was, like, look it, there was, like, sexual allegations of, like, weird shit going on. This guy had a million wives and, like, 70 kids... Um, so there was other shit going on, but, but it, you know, for their point of view, it was like, well, the government's coming in, we're trying to mind our own business and they're taking our guns. And it's like, dude, you got like AK-47s, like, yeah. If you're someone though, who like already thinks that the government is out to like, uh, uh, harass and like be, uh, an aggressor towards its citizens, like, holy shit, does Waco, Texas make sense to you you know what i mean they they the the atf literally um blasted nancy sinatra and uh the sound of phones off the hook at the compound to like try to like annoy the people out of of hiding they took tanks and like drove over people's cars to to get them angry with a litter with a fucking american flag sticking on the top of the tank like like the the, the extent to which it's like the FBI and the ATF only had one tactic and it was like be a fucking douchebag um, and you, you you it almost it makes you feel it made me feel sorry for David Koresh which is horrible and stupid um, but it, it gave them sympathy and like how do you do that as the ATF give them sympathy Um, so this will be an edit point if you're editing or I'm editing. But basically what I finished, I just spoke for a little while because I saw that you had disconnected. And I said, um, basically, like, the ATF gave David Koresh sympathy. You know what I mean? Like, anyone looking yeah. at him could, like, have sympathy for him. And how stupid is how stupid are you that you can do that? Yeah. No, it was, um, it was ridiculous. I mean, it really was for for both sides. Like, 
uh, I don't know who's the victor there. But then a big a big thing in Waco, Texas that was huge at Ruby Ridge was who shot first. Right. Like that's the thing around it is like who shot first, and and either side will give you ample proof that the other side shot first and right. that they just responded. Like, uh, and I don't know what's definitive. I, I really don't. Uh, uh, there's accounts on both sides saying it, but that's the big deal is, like, who shot first. Because that, the intention then of what's happening changes massively depending on who did it. But I guess, like, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter because the people who, the people who win, the people who who get the most out of Waco, Texas, is not the federal government, but it's the white supremacist groups, who suddenly it is a a more mainstream belief to think that the government is out to to steal your weapons. Right. Um, And I, you know, the federal government, the ATF, should be smarter enough to control that conversation a little bit. Yes. No, agreed. I mean, that truly changed the way that they, like, negotiated these types of situations is because there was, like, it was just too much more time, energy, and losses than it was worth. Well, right. And then, so, did you, in the end, eventually, after the standoff, uh, the uh, government decides they're going to pump tear gas into the building to try to scare the people out. Um, What they don't realize is, at the same time, um, David Koresh has ordered all the people to dump gasoline, essentially. They're going to kill themselves. They're going to burn the building. Yeah. Um, and the... the I, I don't completely understand it, I guess, but like the in some way, the pumping out of the, the tear gas ignites the fuel. Everyone, essentially, in the compound dies. It's like 40 yeah. kids or something. It's like hundreds of people or a hundred people or something like that um i thought it was interesting they had the atf guy who says you know like the 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 worst part of it for him is not knowing that he lost but it's like knowing that he played into david koresh's hand you know he let he let him win yeah and fucking timothy mcveigh is watching the whole thing Dude, okay, so this is more like documentary structure, but like they had amazing footage. Like, I don't know who randomly caught Timothy McVeigh on camera while he was literally like sitting outside Waco, Texas, but like, holy shit. Also, like, at every turn in his life, there is footage of this guy. Uh huh. Which is yeah. so weird. There is, there can't be footage of every soldier, right? Like, what are the chances that you have footage of Timothy McVeigh? Yeah. As a soldier? The only thing I can think of is, like, if someone went through the trouble to pull it for, like, his trial, and then they were just like, oh, dope. Well, I guess, I guess if Here's you... footage. I mean, maybe it's home footage. Maybe somebody shot it themselves. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, I was in Timothy McVeigh's platoon, <laughs> squadron, uh-huh. troop. Yeah. All his improv works. troop. Did you know Timothy McVeigh did improv? I can tell if this is... They weren't that good. They they usually bombed. Whoa, that was terrible. Yeah, Ew. I'm sorry. Don't put that on. Call Twitter. me the ATF because it tanked. Whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All mm-hmm, right, that mm-hmm. made it better. That Thank made you. it better. Thank you. I was gonna try and think of something to say, but then I realized it's not gonna go well. 
Mm-mm. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I don't do those. Those were great. Um, but, but anyway, what was, oh, the footage. Great. I yeah. thought this was so well put together. Like, they had interviews and, like, real-life footage and, like, not a lot of, not any dramatization. Uh, I thought it was dope. Yeah, they like, did. Yeah. They did a really good job. That's uh, that's the archive producer. That's uh, that's basically my job at the moment. Um, Whoa! But that, you're yeah, so no, talented. that was uh, yeah. Well, I didn't do it for this. Um, but that I think that definitely added to the whole mix. But I guess I mean like my, I, I kind of said it again. So I'll say say it again, kind of. But like my biggest gripe is that it wasn't. It was so much about, like, the lead-up to Oklahoma City that, like, it didn't give us any of the aftermath. And maybe to a certain extent, because, like, there isn't as big an aftermath as there should have been. Yeah, I mean, they take you through kind of what happens that day. Kind of, mostly at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you kind of, like, hear some of the audio recordings and footage and such. And then at the end, they show you what happened. Which is... But yeah, I mean, there, I don't know that there's much. They caught him pretty quickly. <laughs> and, you know, he received the death penalty and definitely died. Uh, and I think I think people would normally say justice was served. Because, um, yeah, it happened... It happened fast. But he says, and like... Ugh, I hate to say it, like, I think he's right, but like, he says, and like... I think he even says, like, I know it's crude, but 168 to 1, you know? It's like, he, in the end, is kind of the winner. (coughs) Yeah. I know, I mean, he definitely, like, he didn't feel remorse for what he did. He believed in what he did, and from that, like, really skewed and, like, fucked up logic, like, yeah. You're right. I think at this point, I'd like to say I speak for both me and Emily, where if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you think it's a good idea to um, blow up a federal building in Oklahoma City or anywhere else, um, please do not. Please don't do it. It's a really, really bad idea. Shoot us an email first. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, You know, we'll keep it confidential or whatever. You know, we wouldn't tell anyone. Just let us know your name and address and what you're planning on doing and then do not do it until we respond to your email yes we're usually pretty quick about that so right right um but yeah i mean crazy i definitely got like a history lesson i didn't know much about this um so that was cool i did enjoy learning about waco so it was cool to see like this through line it's a fucked up through line um, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I, but also, like, dude, kind of impressive that this kid, like, planned out and built this huge bomb in, like, less than a year? Yeah, it's honestly, like, and I don't know how to say this without sounding, like, whatever. It's, like, it's a, he's impressive. Uh-huh. And, and the documentary maybe doesn't do a good enough job at, I don't think does a good enough job at, like, vilifying him. There's so much sympathy for him. Yeah, there really is. Well, he didn't... I think at one point, like, 
They literally were talking about how pathetic he was, and one of the things they said was he didn't have a girlfriend. And I was like, right. who fucking I was like, who? Yeah, I know a lot of people who don't have girlfriends <laughs> who don't blow up buildings. Yeah, or like, I oh, haven't yet. He was so, I'm doing he great. Was so bullied in in high school, people called him Noodle. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> See, that is not a pass to murder 168 people. No. No, I mean, he, he gets so much sympathy. No, totally. I mean, and he gets such a huge voice, not only in this, like in this documentary, and just like in life. Like we actually hear his voice a lot, and we hear his point of view a lot. Yeah. Which was interesting, though. I liked oh, hearing, yes. you know, and I get that 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 turns it and makes it, you know, makes him more human and like whatever. I'm just, you know, you know, if this was a documentary about nine eleven. I mean, you don't know any of the names of the people who were flying the planes. You don't know, you know, maybe you don't know what they were called when they were in high school. You don't know whether they had girlfriends. Like, none of that is important in a documentary about 9-11. And I am not saying that I would like to know more about the people flying the planes on 9-11. I don't care if they were called Noodle or whatever. Um, I'm saying that, like, I think we need less of that here with him no it it's a different narrative than it would have been had it been not a white person absolutely which sucks yeah definitely no it's it i don't know it was cool to see like the effects of of domestic terrorism and see all these events strung together and related because like you said, we don't we don't really talk about these things. We might have been young. I mean, who knows what's in history books? We were definitely young for this to be in like something that we learned. Right, we were young, but like, you know, people all the time talk about post 9/11. You know, people you can see the the different ways it's affected us, but like this isn't just something this is just isn't something we talk about. Um even though you sound like we talk about Pearl Harbor kind of um Yeah. You I, you know, April 19th is not a date I knew offhand. Um, I did not realize it was the same, it was the same day. Well, what? So, Waco and the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, well, and obviously that was, like, a big part of it. Yeah. Um, Hashtag conspiracy. Well, no. I mean, yes, but, like, that was, yeah. Yes, but confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed conspiracy. Yeah. Um, But, like, I mean, we're, I guess, so what, we're... How many years out? Uh, almost 30 years out from from the Oklahoma City bombing. Is that right? Whew. No. No. That makes me really nervous. No, we're 21 years. 22 Is years. However, how old are you? I'm 23. So it's 20... Plus one. Minus, right? Minus one. So, okay. So we're 22 years from this bombing, right? And then how many years are we from 9-11? 2001. For 16 years? Jesus, yeah. But I guess my point is like, and this is this took many more minutes because um, I can't do math. But like, we're 16 years from 9/11. 9/11 means something. We're True. we're 22 uh, years away from the Oklahoma City bombing. If you said to someone, "Man, it's 4:19 today," they'd be like, "Oh yeah, tomorrow's 4:20." You know, exactly. like they they wouldn't get what you meant at all. Totally. And I think it's just because he's white. I agree. I 100% agree with you. Um, and Good also, pick, what? 
Good pick. I think it was a good... But also th- what? Oh, but also, like, bro, it's gonna happen again. Probs. Which sucks so bad. Yeah. Everything, yeah. It's gonna be okay. I know. Hopefully. We'll get through. No, we'll let through. It'll be good. It's gonna be good. We'll 2017's going great. And yeah. 2018 is looking up. <laughs> yeah. It's doing great. Everything's great. So, yeah. I'm glad we watched it. Much informed. Yeah, that was a good... It wasn't, like, overly emotional. I mean, it was Weirdly. obviously incredibly sad. But um, it definitely felt like just a, a good old-fashioned historical documentary, which I enjoy. I find interesting. I was pretty hooked. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should, yeah people should watch it. People should watch yeah. it. Um, are we watching something next week? Yeah. So we're going to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kick it back to... 9-11. We're going straight to... We're going straight back to 9-11. I picked out the... It's on Netflix. It's called Dior and I. And it's about the head designer of Dior, and he's putting on his first show. When when? I guess I'll find out. I don't know when. Huh. I just felt like it'd be fun, since we loved the first Monday in May so hard. That is, that is true, and I see Anna Wintour all the time in movies and whatnot, and I think, there's my friend Anna. Exactly. That's great. Exactly. What is so it called? We'll Say it again. Dior and I. D-I-O-R and I. Dior and I. Cute. Yeah, we'll Look, see. I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah. Um, people, please... Um, like and subscribe. Is that a thing on on podcasts? I think so. Rate and review. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, share and share again. I'm very excited actually uh, to say that uh, I believe now uh, you'll be able to listen to our podcast right on Facebook. Uh, wow. I got I don't know. I got an email about it. I don't really know what's going to happen, but uh, maybe that's a thing. So that's kind of cool. But you can also listen on iTunes and uh, Stitcher. Um, probably on Stitcher Premium. Who knows? What, I don't know. Who knows what I, that? I would assume. I still don't know what Stitcher is. S- Stitcher, it's like uh, the iTunes podcast store, but somehow different. Okay. People don't like the iTunes podcast. I app. don't understand. That's all I use. It seems fine. I don't know. I maybe don't know. maybe you should try Stitcher. Who knows? Uh, also, uh, Podbean. Uh, also, other places. Um, uh, I don't have a, a quote ready, but I'm going to just do the classic. Uh, no, I'm not. No, no quote. I don't think this is a quote documentary. You know what I mean? Too much death. Fine. Too much, too much sadness. But uh, please listen to our podcast more than you have in the past. Yay. Good night. <laughs>